Hello and welcome to episode three of Inside and Out with Lisa and Dee. So for the past couple of days, Dee and I have been very lucky to have been staying at the amazing holiday home of Wendy Aldridge from Home Place, um, an online store stocking a mix of vintage, mid-century and contemporary homewares. So Wendy is based in London, um, but she has an apartment by the sea in Ramsgate that she lets out. So this is where we've been doing our workshops and it's absolutely stunning. So Dee and I never want to miss an opportunity. So we thought we would take the opportunity to talk to Wendy about her business um, as a small brand. Um, she's one of the businesses that we have always admired and worked closely with over the couple of years that we've been on Instagram. So we thought she would be a perfect podta- podcast candidate. So hello, Wendy. Hello. <laughs> it sounds so formal. It's so weird. Um, Dee, what do you? So you've got some, we've worked for a long time with Wendy, haven't we? So we, um, we met Wendy online. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so seedy. <laughs> um, when we first started posting on Instagram a couple of years ago, and um, straight away, Wendy's Instagram stood out to me as a re- beautiful, first of all, it's beautifully curated but Wendy's eye for interiors really caught my attention and is always scroll-stoppingly good. So she, um, I believe you select all the things for your shop yourself, Wendy. Yeah. And um, your eye, you've got an amazing eye, I think. So we always, we always, we noticed Wendy straight away. And then we got to meet you, didn't we, um, a few months ago in London. Actually, you met, you two met first. Lisa and Wendy met. We did. You got horribly, horribly drunk. <laughs> <since you remember. laughs> you don't need to say that, do you? <laughs> That's had, information that is just... I had massive FOMO about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the start of a beautiful relationship, I It was. And yeah. we met a few times since then, and um, Wendy invited us down to her new holiday home in Ramsgate. Um, we thought it would be a perfect opportunity to hold workshops here, because um, it's not far from London. We always like to choose venues which are stunningly beautiful and are big enough to fit plenty of people in, so it ticked all the boxes. At the same time, people then can see the holiday home and also find out more about Wendy's shop, which of course, as Lisa and I love it, we wanted to share the love. Um, guys, you carry on? Absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna ask Wendy some questions and we're going to start off with, um, who is it who says, who are you and where do you come from? Is that Lisa Dawson? Blind date. <laughs> What's your <laughs> name and where do you come from? <laughs> oh, is it Stiller? Yeah. yeah, so Wendy, <laughs> what is your name and where do you come from? Um, hello, I'm Wendy Aldridge and I'm uh, born in Oma, Northern Ireland. Um, I now live in uh, Walthamstow, London uh, with my husband, um, my two kids, Ida and Arley, and our little border terrier, Pablo. Who is very cute, by the way. He's here with us. <laughs> He's sitting here licking himself. Brilliant. So before you, you I mean, you, you run the most amazing, the one of the most beautiful stores on Instagram, in my opinion. Um, but what is your background? What did you do before you decided to set up Home Place? Um, actually, well, I started in marketing and events. I did um, three and a half years at Days and Confused magazine, working basically on events uh, for brands that were working with the magazine and um, another mag, uh, which I loved. Um, and then I left there to go to Warchild, the charity, where I became head of um, events and spent seven and a half years um, coordinating large um, music events. It was amazing. <laughs> so like, cool. Oh um, it was so difficult. Yeah. I, was an, I was a PA, and my background does not sound nearly as cool <laughs> as Wendy. Yeah, you were a finance um, manager. I've been so boring. My life's so boring. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I, I managed. I got to go to the Congo for twelve days to see the work that Warchild does, um, and I organised events with the likes of 
Killers and Coldplay and Pet Shop Boys and YouTube? loads of did bands. Did you say YouTube? Uh, we did the big event where we got um, Killers, Coldplay and Bono on a stage together. That was one of my events. Amazing. And did you meet Bono? I didn't meet Bono, but I met Chris Martin and um, the guy from Killers. Any celebrity <laughs> gossip you want to share with us? No. <laughs> She's so discreet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did that for seven and a half years. And I think just when I got pregnant with my second child, I felt that... My eldest was going to be starting school and I sort of felt that I wanted to be around a little bit more um, for the school runs and um, events were are quite labour-intensive, evening work. Very labour-intensive, I just think it's all hours, every hour. Yeah, it? and every they're very project-based, so it's really, really yeah. full-on and then yeah. you have a week of calm, two weeks of calm, and then you're on to another. And it's really, so that doesn't fit in with Not really, childcare. not and with young families and every, childcare. And every person we talk to who comes in our workshops, on Instagram, mm. all, everyone gets to this point in their life and they have children. And unfortunately, their life changes so yeah. much, and mm. everyone has this struggle then to mm-hmm. work out what they can do um, that will that will be able to that will incorporate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. and it's just it's just this it's this universal problem that everyone has, mm-hmm. and it's not until recently I find because I'm a bit older, so my kids are in their teens now. When I was when my children were your children's age, there was no help around, mm. and um, there's no one supporting you, or you have to just like figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really good now to see, I think women, younger women who've got young families get a lot more support and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more networking around now mm-hmm. and yeah, well, there is definitely. people are much more aware now of course as well but I think it's you know it's, it's a really interesting theme that every woman I talk to has always had a massive rethink of, of their life and the, the point, children yeah. and it's either it's either sunk them for a few years or it's mm-hmm. actually been really powerful mm-hmm. a powerful motivation to do something different I think it was definitely, definitely a major um, uh, word inspiration for me to, to, to do something completely different I think I've been thinking about doing something different for a while um, and I I'm very lucky in that I did sort of have a passion that I felt that I could turn into a business um, and I think just not leaving after my turn to leave and not like that sort of was the, the impetus to be like right okay I need to really mm. just do this and yeah. make it make it work it's that passion isn't it it's knowing what your passion is first I think of all, that's and then actually gets to do something with it I think it's 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 yeah I consider myself incredibly lucky to have that because I know there's a lot of people who it, it maybe the passion there isn't just something immediate that's there and yeah. I think I I knew we were doing up apartments at the time. We had a place in Berlin, and um, I sort of caught the interiors bug, and I kept going to flea markets and seeing stuff that I just felt that I could buy and sell for more money, which is basically <laughs> underpins the entire <laughs> thing of my business. So you got this amazing eye, though. Not yeah, everyone, not everybody not would be able to pick so out you, the product. I was always with you yesterday in that market, and I saw you picking up things like I wouldn't have seen that in a million years. And, it, and it, you bought it home, and it looks. Absolutely amazing here. I know. That's so true, isn't it? Yeah. She was straight in there. (laughs) You and I were like floundering. We had no idea. (laughs) I'm going to follow Wendy and see what she does. (laughs) Just follow Wendy from now on when it comes to shopping. I basically just shadow you, I think. Sorry, I was just completely... I didn't even know you had a place in Berlin. Do you still have that? No, we had that for... we, We had that for about five years. From when my daughter was a baby, we just decided that we'd saved up some money and... It was a time when the banks were all, everything was like really uncertain. We had this sort of little pot of money and we thought, could, <laughs> we're going to go and yeah. do something with it. Yeah. And um, we bought an apartment in Neukölln and um, yeah, we ran it as a holiday for five years and it was really interesting. I, I mean, my style has changed so much from then. I it said, was that's interesting, yeah. An, an awful yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, but 
But it was great. It was a great escape, and it it, it went it went really well. Did you make some decor faux pas in it, or I just I just was not nearly as brave as what I would be now. Yeah. I was very safe. So very it's a journey, safe. isn't it? I think interiors totally, is a journey. I don't completely. think it is. So people, yeah, lots of people I say lots of people come in totally. our workshops and they're scared to even start because yeah. they're scared of making a mistake. Yeah, and we say just start make mistakes that's how you learn yeah and don't worry about it and we all worry about what people think it's like you know what the only person that matters is you and yeah. if you like it then you go for it and then that's absolutely the, yes. that's the lesson you've learned in your um, in your journey as well yeah sorry am i talking too much no <laughs> i thought we were interviewing wendy <laughs> Sorry, did you already do Why Did We Decide to Do Home Place? You've already done no, that, one. that one. Oh, you yeah, haven't done that one yet. Okay, okay sorry. Dee's getting, she's running away with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wendy, um, what, what made you decide to have a complete change of career and start Home Place? Well, I think, I think I, I, like I was saying, I think I, I kept seeing stuff that I, I thought that I could buy and sell for more. And then I sort of felt that there was a gap in the market for um, a site that combined... Um, vintage and contemporary so that um, there was like sort of standout vintage pieces which were constantly ever-changing and, and um, alongside um, contemporary pieces like prints and um, vases and tableware and stuff um, and I thought that there was a, a way to sort of maybe marry the two that and I, I never I, I always worried in the beginning that it would look like a complete mishmash but I think I think just because I kind of I'm quite strict on what I stock that it's stuff that I would have in my own home uh, you know it's that, go together. that keeps it tied together yeah. that whole thing about new and vintage everyone loves mixing new and vintage but they're my favorite interiors until, <coughs> until recently, there wasn't a single shop where you can buy new no there absolutely wasn't I'm sure, I think no. probably a bit of a trailblazer there I think I th- and I think those are always my favorite interiors anytime I see on Pinterest or anywhere is the, the homes that um that really marry vintage and contemporary they're eclectic I love yeah, eclectic, eclectic interiors when you see our workshop later that's all we talk about isn't it yeah. eclectic and yeah, I think that. so because it's really mm. your home should tell a story about you it should be about your personality Absolutely. and I Can think that you, yeah. you know if you put stuff together that you love it will kind of it will work maybe Wendy could just run our workshop we can go home so you've got two children young children as well so how do you juggle looking after them and running your business Uh, with a lot of help from my husband (laughs) it has to be said Mm. James is an absolute saint he's amazing with the kids and we have a very 50-50 relationship he does you know half of everything and he's always there to um, help with the kids and his work is he's an IT contractor but he is able to work uh, from home a couple of days a week at least so that means that he's able to do the school run if I need to do stuff or be out and so it works really well and I'm incredibly I know I'm incredibly lucky on that well this shouldn't be luck it should be how it always is shouldn't mm. it? it should be you know can you just go around to York and tell my husband <laughs> that so Rob's just the same <laughs> he's 50-50 as well yeah. can, can you stop showing off about your husband <laughs> <laughs> 50-50 with you Joe can barely get to put the bin out right? What if you're sharing off about your husband? Let's <laughs> swiftly move on to the next question. <laughs> oh dear, we made it jealous. <laughs> so what's the most difficult thing that you found when you were setting up your business? I think I, I, def- I think the most difficult thing is just having the confidence to go and do it. I think I, it's so easy to procrastinate and so easy totally. to put it mm. off and so easy to, to list in your head all the things that could go wrong and all the things that are going to be hard and all the things that might not work. And 
and just trying to quieten them is a hard thing is the most difficult thing and I think it's only once you're able to do that and start going and, and all being well that you know when you see the business having a bit of success then you feel confident to mm-hmm. you get, just get more and more confident yeah. yeah and I, I definitely think that you know I, I I anguished for ages over we launched the site. I anguished over the name. I anguished over the look of the website. I, you know, and and uh, yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. And it's only once you get a bit of momentum and you think actually this is working. And, and to be honest, what you le- I think just uh, what I've learned in one of the biggest lessons in my life is that everybody's making it up as they go along. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. you can nobody really people, knows what they're you doing. You can look at people and think they really, they totally have it nailed and they know what they're doing. But if you scratch the surface, not you know, everyone has a crisis of confidence. Everyone's and winging it. We've it's all normal. Got, all having, all it's so true. That's actually it. a Ricky Gervais quote. He yeah. says, um, "The one thing I've learned along my way is that nobody knows what they're doing." No, and, and I it's think so true. It's, yeah. it's quite empowering whenever you you take that on board and look at people and think, "Oh, do you know what?" Like I and I remember actually been in a meeting at Diaz and someone who I worked with she was an amazing uh, woman she sort of she coined that phrase where it's like if you say something with enough conviction people believe you it's and so, it's so true. true you absolutely have to just believe in yourself go and do it yeah. and and not question it and absolutely. I think that was the biggest learning curve I think it's a big thing learning. I think it was a big a big learning curve for lots of people as well mm. like, and also lots of people wait until they're ready and you want to get everything perfect before you start, mm. but you'll never be ready. No, and no, also, absolutely. things won't ever be perfect. No. And actually, they'll only, only be perfect. They won't even once you start perfect. doing once it. Once you start, you'll learn so much yeah. more that you'll think, actually, I thought I was ready and I was nowhere near. Anyway, That's so you might, still, you might as well just start. Yeah, That's absolutely. Because I find that with the website, I look mm. back now and I, it, it's definitely been a journey. I can look mm. at it and think, oh, I wasn't sure about that. But then once you, like, once you launch it and it started and I see what's sell then at Hoens, how I buy now, and you can only get that experience by starting. Absolutely. So your website's right. going to be different three years later anyway, oh, whether, yeah. whether you yeah. start yeah. or not. Yeah. So you might as well just start. It's true. Yeah. So what, if you, what would you think was the best benefit of having your own business, of going alone and doing it yourself and not working for somebody else? I think I, I just, I think it's the flexibility of the forwards. Mm. I, I'm, you know, before I came down here on Thursday, my youngest had a, a sort of like a fun run in the class in the playground and I was able to spend the morning there with him and do mm. that and it's so good isn't I it I think those sort of things that's really important to me to be yeah, around absolutely the golden isn't it having that flexibility oh, completely yeah. 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 working later in the evening to compensate oh my gosh I, at least yeah. the kids are in bed then so you know you've made your choice then and totally. it's your choice it completely and yeah I think that is and I just I think just having something that's I've always wanted to run my own business mm. I remember sitting in a meeting on, on my placement year and doing a round table talk and someone said what do you want to do and I was sort of like I want to run a business. <laughs> I don't know what, yeah. like what it is. Yeah, but you, you knew that you <laughs> wanted to work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that comes from my dad. My dad's an entrepreneur and an incredible entrepreneur, and I think it comes from him that I've always had this sort of entrepreneurial spirit. That's interesting because my dad's um, works for himself too. Yeah, and I have never thought of that before. Probably. Oh, I definitely. That's yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. been a big factor in my. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like another whole other podcast. <laughs> 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 Can't wait. So finally, because in a minute there's going to be thirty people arriving, <laughs> and we haven't time. even set up the room. <laughs> <laughs> All got the goodie bags out. All right, we're going to sort it out. Um, final question. So, what advice would you give to somebody who looks at your 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 business and thinks that they would love to be able to do something of their very own? What advice would you give to anybody wanting to set up a small business? Uh, I think there's two things. I think firstly, I've always felt quite strongly that there's this sort of perception within the um, entrepreneurial business sector that you have to write a business plan before you um, set up anything. And 
I found the whole idea of setting up uh, writing a business plan completely overwhelming. I'm, I'm totally unsure how you're supposed to project funding or project um, takings and all that sort of stuff when you haven't even started trading. Yeah. And I think that as long as you have a focused idea, a paragraph, what it is you want, I think just get on with it. Because I do believe that the whole idea of writing a business plan puts off more people than probably... It's so daunting, isn't it? It's completely daunting. And I just think, so I think there's that. And then also, I just think it's really about finding your own niche, like really you know, seeing someone do something and thinking I can want to do something similar, but then it's really about carving your own take on it. And and I think that's what like I think you talk about this about being unique. I think that's yeah. what you need to find that little area that is that's yours and you do differently to everybody else and that will help the business because people will come back to you for that thing. It, there's there's so many businesses that start and there's so much, you know, emulating mm-hmm. other businesses and I think it, it's really important to to have your well, it's USP, isn't it? Your unique totally. selling point. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. unique selling point. And I think it's so. owning owning that uniqueness that you've got and being totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I I often find that if, when I am kind of inspired by somebody else and I kind of emulate them or I I think I try and emulate them, but I you put, feel really bad about it. But yeah. you will still put your own take on it. I That's the thing. That, that feeling you get when you know it deep down you've copied somebody, it makes you feel bad, doesn't yeah, it? It's not and I think that. that's the owning your that's owning that that's that yeah. thing. So you've got to. You know, really trust your gut with what you're doing and think, does this feel right? And if it doesn't, then yeah, go a different way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you so much, Wendy. No um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And um, now we have a lot of organising to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Quick, quick go. Right. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thanks for listening. If you like our podcast, please like and subscribe. And we'd really appreciate it if you left your feedback. Thank you.